Hello everyone, welcome once again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. Uh, I, I seem to be saying this a lot at the moment, but I think we're, we're recording again on a, on a very <laughs> dark and damp day. Um, even though it was glorious yesterday, I really felt very spring-like um, and far more positive uh, with the world, which is not easy these days in many ways for us, I'm sure, with, with everything that's going on. But we're trying to, to, to keep uh, positive and, uh, and, and push forward with, with our topics that we're talking about. And, Today, we thought we'd talk about, I think I'm going to say this straight away, a rather overly used word, um, perhaps in companies, business in general, uh, which is, I suppose, authenticity, being authentic. Um, but this is also, I suppose, a wider topic, really. So looking at um, a, a drum article, uh, we were surfing through this week and found a drum article which was talking about um, the putting the humanity back in in marketing and one of the key areas in that was about authenticity um, so we thought what does that mean and how can we measure it and how can we do it not just think it so I'm just going to hurl this one straight up to Sally straight away and say what does authenticity actually mean in the context of marketing and business yeah you see this is a really difficult question um, also, you're right what does it mean does it mean that I'm genuinely a marketeer. Does it mean that uh, I under I completely understand my business? Does it mean um, I'm doing it with my voice, not the company voice? Does it mean that my company shares one voice and I'm doing it like that? It's a really complicated thing to do, and it's going to be vary depending on whether you're a sole trader or whether you're, you know, a member of Amazon, which I'm sure think and and how, how much. To be honest, do our customers notice? Because we all spend all our time saying, oh, yes, we're being very, very authentic. But you don't often hear customers saying, do you know, one of the reasons I buy from Wigan, oh, our, our handbag factory is because they just seem so authentic. You don't often hear that. And I'm not saying that it's the feeling isn't there and people aren't feeling that we're authentic. But I don't think it's something that customers genuinely recognise that much. Yeah. Because I don't think we understand what it is either. <laughs> no, no, that's it, isn't it? I mean, I have to say, in my in my world of um, in particular, uh, and, and yours as well, but you know, looking at sort of executive education, things like that, and leadership, often people talk about being an authentic leader. Um, and other things, and again, it's one of those terms, isn't it? You say, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? And what you mean by that, I suppose, is a combination of the way in which you think about what it is you're doing and what you're actually doing, the actions you carry out. So, as you say, if we're an authentic handbag uh, producer, does that, as you say, does it mean the product is authentic? Does it mean yeah. our approach is Absolutely. authentic? So, so we are. Uh, what you see is what you get uh, yeah. when dealing with us. I suppose if if you looked at it as a sort of a cultural um a nuance or a, a cultural idea about how you go about your work so it makes me think about if uh, the founding principles and we spoke previously didn't we i suppose yeah. about um the, the the cultures produced in an organization and if you're a small business you know you're you're doing something because you believe you want to produce the best and most affordable handbags in the Cotswolds, exactly, <laughs> exactly in the uh, best colors with you know and with the, with the most magnificent customer service and that's absolutely tremendous and we obviously do want to do that that is our customer mission our, our business mission but the bigger your business gets 
the more difficult it is for individual marketeers to really understand what the ethic of the company is. So, yes, I may have a coaster which has been put on my desk, which says, you know, polite, authentic, delightful. No, they are our working words. But, you know, what does that mean? How? Mm. So what are the ethics of the... And if, they, and if companies say we want to be completely sustainable... That's one of our absolute ethics. Everything we do is sustainable. That's tremendous. But how far down the line does that go? So that if I am now use print, doing some printed collateral, should I be checking whether the paper that's going to be printed on comes from a completely sustainable source? Um, in which case the budget might need to go up. So it depends how far we, how far people are prepared to push this concept of authenticity. Mm, yeah, exactly. As you say, well, it's, it's, it is those manifestations, isn't it? As you say, yeah. and I suppose relevant to the context. So I suppose in terms of, um, I mean, I'm just thinking the way you're describing it about how do people notice, you know, that how do our customers notice where, what, 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 how we are trying to be authentic in quotation marks. And is it about, I suppose, really, it's expectations. If you say, well, we are a company that is 100% eco uh, we are here to, I don't know, say printing, you know, likes of eco printers who say, well, we're doing printing magazines, etc. It's all uh, not not nasty print stuff. It's all clean, eco, recyclable, reusable, blah, blah, blah. Really good stuff. Uh, the paper sourced responsibly and uh, and the office is run responsibly and we have electric charging points for all of our staff. And, you know, sort of you're ticking all the boxes. If you were to do one thing that was less sustainable say that you're doing all that but we've actually got a diesel generator to run the business um yeah. and we you know we don't have anything to do with you know trying to buy in any renewable um energy at all that would be inconsistent with what the company's yeah. doing i suppose so from a, a marketing perspective if you're saying we're really trying to connect with people who are particularly interested in sustainability it's more expensive a proposition for our products because we are 100 sustainable and people get that and that's fine so i suppose that relationship in a way maybe it's sort of a way to look at it is, is um, if, am I being an authentic uh, friend or colleague to someone with my actions or am I sort of, say, being very nice to them and then going behind their backs and spreading rumours? Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Maybe in that way it's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we have to remember that because our, our customers are part of this authentic relationship and it's be interesting to know how tolerant they would be. Suppose you... You do, you, forever you've been running your company with your diesel generator and you suddenly think, oh, lordy, this is wrong, we're going to have to change that. And you suddenly start buying wholly renewable um, electricity. Um, but it hikes the price up and you have to pass that price on to your customers. And it would be interesting to know whether your customers still felt, oh, well, they're such an authentic company, I will keep supporting them even though the price has gone up by 10%. It's when it comes down to the little nitty-gritty bits that you think, hmm... This authenticity, it's all very well. It's a nice buzzword, but is it a nice, does it actually flow through to people being prepared to take on some of companies' pains, et cetera, to, if they decide to change? And I think that's, I would wonder whether, I would worry a lot that people might go, mm, well, yes, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, and I suppose it's almost one of those words which you, if it's actually genuinely happening that you don't need to mention it you don't like like we've said before with the sort of yep. company values like saying we're honest and we are <laughs> yes. we're innovative and reliable um, 
we're reliable. We really are reliable. Um, it was like, so it reminds me actually. I was watching a, a Louis Theroux, one of his latest documentaries uh, last night, and uh, oh gosh, some some really quite dreadful people who are extre- <laughs> extreme right wing and and talking about and they basically qualified saying, well, we're not, um, you know, we're not racist, we're not misogynistic, we're not this, we're not that, we're not that, or, or rather, this is what I'm saying is not any of those things, but. And then they go and say, "Well, Hamlet." So yes, you've just basically qualified that it is all of those things uh, yeah. because you're you're talking about it. But in a, in a, look at this in a positive light, not a negative light. Um, <laughs> as you say, when companies go on and on and say we're really authentic and we you know we yeah. really genuinely connect with our consumers and blah 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 blah, um, you 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 my sort of some sort of alarm bells start ringing. So it's more the sort of the unspoken nature of it. So I suppose it in my mind it means that from both a marketing and customer service customer relationship point of view you need to be focused on develop you know n- knowing what your customers need i suppose the, the basics again of knowing what they need knowing what they expect and uh com- and then from the marketing point of view communicating that effectively and i suppose through stories of i was just going to say customers have with exactly you. the perfect thing is to use case studies and you will you will appear authentic if you have customers coming back to you and saying it was a marvelous experience everything went smoothly the price was very fair etc etc and that's that's what you need so you need your customer's voice in there to prove authenticity yeah absolutely because otherwise it just becomes I and mean, i suppose again if it's um it's sort of like trying to refine or restructure, redirect things. You know, sometimes when you say larger companies perhaps have lost their way a little bit and maybe they, I, I suppose, well, that's another big question actually for another another podcast, I suppose, about when a customer, uh, customers have become detached or estranged from their, I mean, obviously, you know, there's multiple reasons why a business starts to, to fail or, or just, you know, has a diminishing market, competitors coming in so on and so forth. But if it's more a question of, you know, someone's come in and assessed, you said, gosh, well, for the last, I don't know, eight quarters, we've seen a gradual diminishing of our mm. customer base, uh, people yep. are leaving us. Yeah. I suppose doing the effort to find out why at that point, that's a very interesting exercise, difficult exercise, very interesting exercise. And I suppose maybe there is that re-establishing of the relationship um, to, to discover what were the things that really mattered, which perhaps you've forgotten about yeah, in your and I think surge you used to grow? Probably one of the most important words, which is trust. You've just used the word trust, and that's exactly what an authentic relationship requires: is complete trust from both sides. So you have to trust your customers as much as your customers trust you, so that you know that when you when we sell our, our customers a perfect the perfect cerise handbag we need to trust that they're going to be happy with their handbag and tell their friends and relatives that their handbag that our handbags are brilliant and that people should buy one so it's trust both ways so that they've got to trust us that the handbag's good and then we've got to trust them that they're going to tell other people that the handbag's good yeah yeah ex- exactly and I, I think that connects to those words of, of trust back to the sort of the title of that article we're reading really about you know getting humanity back in there and it, again it's sort of I know I bang on about this all the time, but I think it's just, it's, I suppose the trick really is, if it is a trick, or the, the hard ongoing piece of work rather, is the understanding of, you know, put, putting almost, and it does sound very simplistic, I suppose, but putting like a human relationship at the centre of what it is you are doing, whether it's selling, even if it's selling uh, production lines for packaging peanuts uh, to um, uh-huh. South America, 
there's a human relationship there or multiple human relationships there which need to be established trust and yep. that's one of the first things they talk about with um business schools and cross-cultural negotiations and things is is trust it's right at the heart and it's it's in it's in deal making as much as marketing and you know the the first marketing message someone sees is that first hello this is me this is us yep. um and then beginning that sort of path of of trust and establishing a relationship, isn't it really? So, yeah. what's that... interesting is it's it's that page on your website that very often gets ignored. You set it up once the about us page, and you set it up at the beginning, and then nobody ever revisits it. It just sits there, the same photographs for fifty years, or you know however long it lasts, and people don't revisit it. And actually, maybe marketeers should be using that about us page as something to market to our customers and say, look at um, Sam, who's just achieved this, he's doing this, this is what he believes in, this is why you should buy this product. And we don't. We tend to be all about the product and not enough about using the staff members to market the product. Mm. Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, do you know what? That, uh, I've got a live uh, example of that, actually. With uh, I was looking at a website for somebody the other day and just doing a review of, uh, you know, the most visited pages, you know, just a very top level kind of Google Analytics. So what, how is the site actually used and how do we want to repurpose and use it? And the, the most popular areas was the About Us, the People uh, pages. And that wasn't too startling for me, given the nature of the business that this uh, company works in, you know, where a lot of it is is individuals working with individuals or small teams. Um, so that's really important. And, and getting that across um, is is so important. And then all the mechanics of how can I get in touch? How can I see what this person is up to? And, and you know, almost feeling a little bit like you know them before you meet them or connect yeah, with them in any way. Exactly. Um, I mean, I mean, to be honest, some, some, I mean, Google actually, when I, when I put some, some, when I put a meeting in my diary, Google would say, would you like to find out more about this person? It actually, then it'll send me off to Google, Google, um, your Google connections. So I suddenly know more about you and I can look at you at LinkedIn. So that kind of getting close to your customers and being honest, it's all about honesty and saying, this is what I do and what what, what is important to me is kind of matters. But I, I just think the About Us page ought to be maybe not, sometimes you can't even find the About Us page on websites. They've kind of, it's there, but it's way off the edge and it's kind of fallen off the edge of my screen so I can't actually get to it. And it's that's wrong to be genuinely authentic maybe it ought to be right there on the home page yeah definitely definitely and it, and it, i suppose it's that connecting through of content as well so if if certain members of staff are creating content or involved in something and it, it's connecting up the job joining the dots on the website so you can find the stuff they're doing who they are yeah what they're proud of what they what they've done in the past um things like that uh and then yeah, how they're connected to alumni clients effectively, I suppose, Absolutely. as well. So you, you can see that. I mean, it's funny though, isn't it? Because I, I remember um, working with oh, someone uh, quite a few years ago now, actually, and they said, we want to get a new about page, but we don't want it to be one of those uh, ones where, you know, the ones like sort of uh, agencies kind of style where you have, hey, this is Johnny and he's just mad about elephants and uh, <laughs> yes. he likes kite surfing at the weekends and his favourite phrase is, you know, da -dum, da -dum, you know, um, uh, nobody yep. expects a Spanish Inquisition or something like that. Favourite film, favourite quote. And, and it, I mean, I, 
I, I suppose there's a place for that and everything, and 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 it it's but it, I suppose because it, when it was first done, it was probably like wow, that's that's yeah, that's, that's like lots of things, yeah. you know. That's <laughs> so all they, new and sparkly, brilliant. Yeah, they don't age as well, do they? But it's it's almost yep. I suppose again, and I think again, really just that understanding of what your audience is interested in in terms of the importance of the relationship they have with you. If you're if you're doing something, I don't know, say it's a solicitors or something. And then you've got all these sort of fun, crazy facts about, you know, Kim, who does does this and does that. Um, is that as important as, um, you know, stuff that you could present well, of course, about the work they've done. But of course, yep. it's it doesn't need to be all sparkly like that. It's more about, yes, they're approachable. Yes, they're knowledgeable um, and they're good to work with. I think trying to get across the fact that whoever you're working with, for, again, going back to the product you're selling, the service you're selling, yeah. What's important in that relationship um, to establish, rather than a load of other stuff necessarily? But it's it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> that balance. It is interesting because it's not. It's very tempting to make you. To be honest, sometimes the about us page doesn't need to tell you that much about us. It just needs to say, um, you know, Sally works here, and she too believes it. Believes that um, the, the all handbags should be made of. Uh, the best quality leather. She only uses. She only wears the best quality leather shoes herself, and has been known to change a handbag because it wasn't good because the leather fell apart or whatever. Whatever the reason is, just put some examples like that. Is and it's, but is that honesty is quite hard to find. And yeah, you, know, you. I mean, you often read websites that have obviously been re- written by a copywriter, and you can completely notice it's been written by a copywriter. And that's inauthentic. That's when that's where authentic, authenticity starts get going wrong when you just go, oh, but we've got to put these buzz, these keywords in here, and we've got to make the Sally look fun and enthusiastic. And that's not Sally. That's Sally. This copywriter's impression of Sally, and she's only ever spoken to me once on the phone, and it's just not happening. And it, that often is where people fall down, or they just think, oh, or they don't put the customer first. They don't think about what the customer might want to actually buy off Sally, you know. Is Sally, you know, if you if I go on about how much I like elephants and cream tea and on a Saturday afternoon, that's the most important thing in my life. Actually, and and what does what what does she know about leather handbags? What's what's all this about? You know. So you've got to get the bias right. Well, that's it, everyone. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to keep in touch, you can find us at Meanders Pod on Twitter. Or you can get to us on Facebook. You can also uh, email us, which is meanderspod at gmail.com. So I hope to see you or hear you or you to hear us next time anyway. And uh, good luck, everyone. Take care. Bye for now.